It's what's up with Shamai Cook. I'm Shamai Cook. Got my guest co-host Caleb Bill in the building. What's going on, Caleb? Nothing, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Just starting the week off on a on a Wednesday. Feels yeah. great. Yeah, we're back from fall break, and that means what's hot is back from fall break. Uh, we got you covered with a jam jam packed show. We got you covered with the hot headlines. The Hot Report, and we got a special guest in the building today, uh, NCCU alum and the AudioNet alum, uh, Miss Bria McCadden joins the show live, um, and we, of course, we got you covered with uh, all the positivity, and as we start off the show with some positivity, you know, give someone the hot spotlight, it's What's Hot with Shamai Cook, we'll be right back. You're listening to What's Hot on NCCU AudioNet. It's What's Up with Shamaya Cook. I'm Shamaya Cook. Got my guest co-host, Mr. Caleb Bill in the building. He's a NCCU Sports uh, Network reporter and commentator, all that jazz, and also a mass communications student. Uh, welcome to the show, Caleb. Thank you for so much for coming on the show, being a guest co-host today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I had to have you come on the show, and I'm glad that you are here. Uh, so, as we do every show, we start the show up with some positivity. So, today... Uh, in, in the segment called The Hot Spotlight Today um, The Hot Spotlight for me Goes to Mr. The Kendrick Murray Mr. Murray serves as the director Of the Student Accessibility Services Which is called SAS uh, In the TRIO Student Access Program Here at NCCU uh, in his role, he leads the campus uh, charge in ensuring access for students who have physical and uh, mental disabilities. He also co-chairs campus-wide uh, initiatives to support students who are the first in their families to attend college and or are from a limited income Background. Mr. Murray is a strong advocate for student uh, success and is a four-time TRIO program alumni uh, and is a co-founder of a national biological science con- conference called IDIG TRIO to support the exposure and connection of un- underrepresented students in STEM related uh, fields and graduate level programs. All above, Mr. Murray values his faith in God, family, and preparing the next generation to be productive and influential members of our society. Mr. Murray, uh, congratulations on getting hot spotlight. You definitely get, uh, deserve to do a lot of advocacy for, you know, like I said in the, um, in the description, for, you know, advocating for students with disabilities and all that jazz and i feel like you don't get the credit that you deserve so that's why i gave you the hot spotlight now mr veal who gets the hot spotlight from you man you know this one's for for all the dogs you know aubrey graham all the formerly known as drake from toronto canada you know he's a rapper singer songwriter (laughs) producer has been top one 12 times he's one hit away from michael jackson to beat it and you know he also has a book out called Titles Ruin Everything, and he also has a son, as we all know, Adonis, who made an appearance on his his last album. If you if you take to listen to it, but you know just looking at like his his life and what he's from where he started to now, you know when he grew up, his dad was in jail from Memphis, Tennessee. He was he was born in Canada, lived in Canada, but he would often like go from that luxurious life in Canada back down to Memphis, and that's how he kind of has like the both kind of personalities there and then he got into acting and he got that role on Degrassi yeah Degrassi in the wheelchair I remember him the boy in the yeah, wheelchair yeah Jimmy Brooks yeah. and now he he ties it into his uh 
his his singing days and rapping days now. So that's my spotlight guy of the day for releasing a, yet another classic album <laughs> and just filling the charts up. Uh, yeah, that's what Drake does all the time and uh, trolling people also. But that's it. We're talking that, about that more in the Hot Report coming up. We got the hot headlines uh, uh, and all that jazz, and um, we're gonna have Miss Brielle McCadden come. Uh, on the show also who, who is the assistant director of student accessibility and success it's what's hot with Shamaya Cook we'll be back it's what's hot with Shamaya Cook I'm Shamaya Cook got my guest co-host Caleb Bill in the building as guest co-host Caleb is a sports reporter commentator all that jazz for uh, the NCCU Sports Network um, and it's time for the hot headlines. So uh, recently, pharmacists walked out over uh, increase, uh, increasing uh, unsafe work conditions. So uh, pharmacist staff, pharmacy staff at some Walgreens stores across the country are walking out um, walking out of their jobs uh, because they're calling their work environment unsafe for work conditions, and it comes just weeks after similar protests by workers at CBS and I believe we have audio from NBC News. Multiple Walgreens stores nationwide pharmacists walking off the job not for higher pay they say but for health and safety reasons. We're so busy running ourselves ragged it's like a marathon and seeing you know customer safety be at risk as well as our own. Tammy who asked us not to use her full name works as a pharmacist technician at a busy Walgreens in Minnesota. She says she joined at least 10 of her colleagues who did not report for work on Monday. It's very scary and we're actually getting to the point where it looks like we, I don't know like how much farther we can push ourselves. In addition to filling and verifying prescriptions, Tammy and other Walgreens employees say pharmacists and support staff are also managing a high volume of calls, working with insurance companies and administering a growing number of vaccines. In a statement, Walgreens acknowledges that the last few years have required an unprecedented effort from our team members and that it has been a very challenging time. The second largest retail pharmacy also says it's engaged and listening to the concerns raised by some of its team members and is committed to ensuring that the entire pharmacy team has the support and resources necessary. Yeah, that's that's very uh, unfortunate that people have unsafe work environment. What's your take on this, Caleb? Um, you know, well, my thing is if it's unsafe for the workers, like, what about the shoppers? Yeah, what about the customers? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. Customers, that's, what's going on back there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I feel like these corporations just sometimes don't don't care about um, the workers who are making them billions of dollars. That's what it mm-hmm. seems like. But hopefully everything works out for, you know, these pharmacists because those, those are very essential workers. People need their medicine. People need their, you know, their... Uh, their oils, their ointments, all that jazz to keep them healthy. So hopefully they come to agreement with these workers and pharmacists and all that jazz so uh, people can get back to to their normal life. Let's get into TikTok. TikTok uh, unveils a new feature to protect mental health. The social media app is adding new features to connect users seeking uh, verified resources for mental health and a new way to control screens. And I think we have audio from uh, from ABC. GMA. Uh, here it is. I'm a savage. From dance tutorials. Hey guys, so this is a day in the life of a GYNPA. 
Today in the Lives, over 34 million videos are posted on TikTok every day. Your feelings are important. Your fear is valid. And with videos about mental health getting over 175 billion views this morning, the app is unveiling new tools aimed at helping. When people are searching for certain topics in TikTok, they'll now be connected to trusted resources right from the experts. Now, when people search for words like depression, anxiety, or trauma, in addition to videos from creators, they'll be guided to information from the National Institute of Mental Health and the Cleveland Clinic. We want to make sure that they're getting the most accurate and safe information available. Earlier this year, the Surgeon General said that while social media can have benefits, it can also pose risks like negative body image, sleep difficulties, and depression. TikTok is now adding tools to help manage your screen time, giving the option to limit your daily use, even offering break suggestions and sleep reminders customizable in the app. Props to TikTok. Props to TikTok because mental health is very, very important, especially uh, most of their users are in 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 the ages of uh, 17 to 25, 28. And a lot of those people, if you look at the numbers, have a lot of mental uh, health issues. So it's props to TikTok for doing that, taking that initiative to uh, to help uh, people with mental health issues and um, giving them those type of resources. What's your take on this, Caleb? They don't get any props from me, man. Why? What was it? What's your problem? What's your problem? Imagine you go to the doctor uh-huh. and they say, "Oh, we'll help you. You have this illness, yeah. but we'll help you get the get the medicine for it." Okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, TikTok ha- is the is the cause for many young folks' mental illnesses right now. So the fact that they're doing this to cover their behind, you saw that it was a seventeen point five billion likes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They get they're getting clicks off of people that that post about mental health. Yeah. So who's it? It's not helping anybody. Like yeah, they're they're just covering their own behind. And I understand that. You know, I get that you're a billion dollar corporation. But to me, they they should have done this when they first started the app. So you're saying it's the it's the timing of of it all. Not the timing. It's just like like I like like I said. It's almost like something that they should have already done. Like something that should have already been there. Like we already know social media is a big cause of people's mental illnesses right yep. now. Mental health absolutely and challenging. You know. Because all it is is just a competition on, oh, you should look like this, you should do this, you should wear this, you should wear that. And the people that can't do that, they're going to feel bad about themselves because that's all they're going to see. I see. Well, is it is it TikTok's fault for that? or No, it- I mean, it's not TikTok's fault, but they also push some of those things as well. So it could be the fault. Okay, that's 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 a fair. That's a fair. Listen, at least at, at least at least they're putting resources out there. I I think okay. yeah. what I what I got from what you're saying is is kind of the timing of it all. If it, they should have put out this it, this information when they put out the app, so it's just the timing of it all. I mean, I, it's, it's it's not even just the timing. To me, it's just the fact that, like I said, it's it's TikTok. So it's this is their brand this mm-hmm. is their social media yeah. they're causing a problem yep. and now they're trying to push something that they can also make money off of to fix said problem okay good point all right we got uh we have time for one more story so uh boy buoy state uh classes are canceled for the rest of the week uh due to mental well-being uh following a shooting classes at buoy state university which is in maryland uh, have been canceled for the rest of the week. In wake of last weekend's shooting, 
that injured two 19-year-olds during homecoming festivities. Uh, the break follows students, faculties, and staff and uh, uh, additionally additional time to address their, quote, mental well-being, uh, according to university officials. And we have audio from uh, WBLA 11 News in Baltimore. A week of homecoming celebrations filled with joy and in gunfire at Bowie State University. This is not how we wanted our homecoming to end. Niana Perkins is one of many Bowie State students who was on campus enjoying homecoming activities Saturday night when shots rang out. I saw a bunch of students running, taking um, shelter, and you know, I followed after them as well because I didn't know what was going on. I seen somebody on the ground, so then I heard my phone going off crazy. A whole lot of gunshots going on. Police say the shooting happened around 1130 Saturday night near Henry Circle outside of the Center for Business and Graduate Studies. When officers got to the scene, they found two 19-year-old men with gunshot wounds. Medics rushed both of them to the hospital and they are expected to be okay. Police recovered a gun from the scene, but they're still looking for whoever pulled the trigger. Preliminarily, we believe that um, there was more than one shooter. Investigators will be on campus throughout the coming days to conduct follow-up uh, of interviews. This comes just days after a shooting at Morgan State University left five people hurt during their homecoming celebrations. Bowie State University says they beefed up security after they heard about the Morgan State shooting. They also invited Morgan State students to homecoming activities after the school canceled theirs. There was much joy for the celebrations. We had a wonderful turnout at the, the game and across this campus. Our campus community is very much a peaceful community, and so this is not normal for Bowie State University. Police say neither of the victims are students at Bowie State University or Morgan State University, and they don't believe the two shootings are connected. Students say they just wish both homecomings had better endings. If you just stay safe and just try and let other people have fun for real, because the event didn't have to end as soon as it did. People can't people can't uh have a, a peaceful homecoming nowadays, especially in the state of Maryland. Uh this is a very sick thing for uh, you know, Bowie mm -hmm. and Morgan State because they're like miles away from each other. Um and it's kind of it's the reality of a college student at an HBCU. And it's kinda of unfortunate it's the reality. But yeah. it is what it is at this point. So you know, uh, what's your take on this? And we gotta go the commercial break. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a it's not a good feeling. You know, whenever you want to go have or your idea of fun, and you have to worry about repercussions or possibly a way of escape or possibly yeah. a yeah. negative outcome. You know, it's just it's sad, it's sickening, but somehow it's what is becoming more and more of a reality for, like you said, students at HBCU and students at in college in general. Well. Uh, we send our, you know, our thoughts and, you know, prayers with the Bowie State and Morgan State uh, and all the HBCU family, all that jazz. All right, coming up, uh, and, and that was the hot headlines. Coming up, we got a special guest in the building, Miss Brielle McCadden, who is the Assistant Director of Student Accessibilities here at NCCU. It is what it is. It's What's Hot with Shamai Cook. We shall be back after this. It's What's Hot with Shamai Cook. I'm Shamai Cook. I got my guest co-host, Caleb Ville, in the building with me. And we got a special guest in the building. 
Miss Brielle McCadden, the director of student, assess, uh, the assistant director, excuse me, assistant director of student accessibility and success here at NCCU. And she's also an alum of NCCU and the former president of this here network, um, NCCU Audio Net. Miss McCadden, welcome to the show. Welcome to What's Hot. Thank you for having me, Shamai. I do have to correct you, though. What, what, what did I do wrong? No, no, you didn't do it wrong. It's okay. Maybe one day I will be the director, but I am the... Um, Assistant Director of Academic Support and Development. And development. In okay. Our office of Student Accessibility Services. Got you. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. Okay. <laughs> I ain't want no beef with nobody because I, got, you know, I don't want that problem. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Um, so first of all, talk about you. Let's go. Let's take it back. You you are a proud alum of NCCU. You were here in the early two thousands. <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to. I don't mean to like put the, the your your, your okay. the day out there. I'm proud to be my age. <laughs> yes, if you're lucky, you might be um, able to live as long as me. Uh, so that's let's talk about your your experience as a student here at NCCU back in the late two th- the early 2000s. Oh well, um, what a time! Um, uh, 2005, we were leaning and rocking. Um, the girls were wearing gauchos and shades to the club as long as as well as with business casual um you know at one point in time you know we we lived central was a wonderful place there's so many things now that you guys don't know um that we like that just how we operated um there's dorms that are missing so i my dorm was latham hall which is now their parking deck Oh wow! Uh, wow! Uh, <laughs> um, Chidley Hall, the original. There was no Chidley North. Um, <laughs> you know, Chicken Wednesday was a thing. Y'all don't Chicken Wednesday how? Because number one, okay, to the campus of North Carolina Central University, uh-huh. it is Chicken Wednesday. It is not Fried Chicken Wednesday. I don't know why you young eagles do that. Got you. Don't disrespect me again. Mm, ne- so next time, to- next time I I won't after after the- actually after this show. Uh-huh. I'm going to Chicken Wednesday. There you I go. Fried Chicken Wednesday. Because there's two chickens. Uh-huh. There's right. baked and fried. Yes, there Don't is. Don't disrespect the bake. The bake yeah. hits. Sometimes. And sometimes they be pink, though. Ooh. Do, uh, I, I ain't got no dog in that this, That's That's not my, my ministry. My business has I tend to do. <laughs> um, and then we had the original calf. It was, it was just a... It was, it was a... Era, we had a good time. I loved it. Audio Net. Um, I've been kicked off of Audio Net. Shout out to DL. Um, I direct their boss. Yeah, because I used to. I used to wild on the radio. Yeah, it, <laughs> I used to wild. Well, allegedly. Ale- oh, I love that word. You know, that's my favorite word. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so let's. You talk about that. Okay, oh, what you got over there? We got any questions? Uh, I don't have any questions right now. I mean. I'm still stuck on the Latham Hall. Yeah, Latham, Latham Hall. Latham a Hall. lovely lady of Latham. Uh, so talk- after the Mohicans, because we got rushed in the rush because the, the building had collapsed. That's neither here oh, nor there. Oh, collapsed. Yeah, okay. it was fun. Uh, okay, so so Anybody you hurt? Yeah. No, we made it. Trust me, I would have had a check. <laughs> this would have been uh, uh, Miss B <laughs> CCU. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your ex- uh, why you chose NCCU. I think NCCU chose me. So okay. Um, when I first came here in 2001, preceding probably both of, of everybody's listening, um, being on this earth, I <laughs> came to Durham and my mom took me on college tours. And when I first saw the campus of North Carolina State University, I said, you couldn't catch me dead here. So clearly I'm dead. Just gotcha. want you to know, you're mm-hmm. talking to a corpse yeah. at this moment. Yeah, a ghost. Then I went to, um, I graduated a little bit early. Okay. And I chose uh, Norfolk State. It was a time. Woo. Oh. It was the clips, everything. It was, it was
was wonderful. But I wasn't mentally prepared for that. So um, I had to go live in the real world okay. after having a GPA of 0.9 at oh. Norfolk State. Yeah, I told you it was Two, time. 2.9? No, no, no. 0.9. You heard point me. 0.9? Yeah. Um, not proud about that. I wow. um, then proceeded to go live in the real world okay. for a little bit, for a year, and realizing that this is very um, ghetto. Uh, I said, let me go ahead and reapply, and it was Central. Yeah. And um, Central was my home for a minute. I okay. took the scenic route through college. I say that because I didn't lock in with my classes. Okay. Um, but I did get up out of here, uh, the class of 2011, soon to be a double eagle, class of 24 with my master's Amen. in higher education administration. So that, that's that's, that's excellent. So so you like you said, you um, like I said earlier, you are, let me, let me get this correct, you are the assistant director of? Academic Support and Development Ac- in the Office of Student Accessibility Services. Say that three times fast for the list. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. God, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what made you want to come back? Cause you, uh, before you got that position, I remember meeting you in my freshman year in the writing studio. Yes. So, what made you want to come back here to work here uh, uh, at NCCU? I, you know, when I when I said after I graduated in 2011, and I um, went into a lot of us went into we never worked in our fields. Okay. Let's just be very honest. Yes. Um, we were coming out of a recession. Most of us worked in call centers. <laughs> And um, I was working in mortgages, and I'm a writer um, by trade. I'm a spoken word artist. Yes. And um, I do have a I have a book. Pencil. Pencil. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. You, you know that. <laughs> um, and I saw the position at the writing studio, and I was excited about it. Right? Okay. So I realized it was the admin position. Now that's not trying to break it down, but I was like, yeah. uh, you know. But I got my foot in the door. Got you. And I loved seeing you. I see many versions of the people I went to school with all the time okay all of the time mm. and i wanted to be um I w- i'll be honest if i can be um forthcoming there's only so much i can do as an admin at the writing studio yeah you know, i loved helping you guys and i shot my shot at the ad position and i got it and i get to serve and i and you guys will get it when you graduate like the motto was real truth and service is real like i get to give back what I got. There were professors here, um, DL, <laughs> who does not call me Miss B. Uh, we're not going to talk about my nickname. Breezy. She wow. called me this morning. It was Breezy. Wow. That's just, wow, that's, <laughs> in our production that's meeting. crazy you're going to say that. You just, all right. Um, you know, Dr. Uh, McKessie Melton. No, my, my nickname Fly, but yeah, I, know, I like it. <laughs> I know, I think it's <laughs> my nickname yeah. Fly, but that's just like, yeah, she, you don't know her, she different. <laughs> um, you know, um, Professor Chambers, uh, yes, Mr. Uh, Chambers, so yeah. yeah, these people shaped me, and if I could give that energy back, then that's my goal, yeah, okay, okay, uh, no, no, yeah. So, talk, talk about your. Your experience as transitioning from being a student into being a, a staff member here does it make your job easier because you know what we're going through you've been in our shoes talk about that um yes and no so I get it uh, and you guys deal with a little bit more than we did when I was in school we didn't have the language you had okay we didn't have mental health. Okay. They didn't. <laughs> we can tell. You know, I'm going through it today. Yeah. They don't care. And, <laughs> uh, not that they don't care, but it was just like that's a new conversation, a very hot topic. Okay. So I see you guys. All right. But at the same time, since I see you guys, I know when you're trying to run game on me. 
Oh. There's only so much y'all could y'all y'all can't um, Mississippi um, two step with me too much. Gotcha. Um, y'all come with me. You know I don't. You, your dog ate your homework. Really, it's a it's an online class, so I don't understand. Um, <laughs> yeah, eight oh, canvas. Yeah, eight canvas. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, come on, do better. Okay. So I walk a fine line. I'm always going to advocate for the student. Okay. But I all like I tell you, mm-hmm. I said, don't play with me. Yeah. Because you only get one time with me. And once you want to outside, once you outside the club, you can't get back in. Got you. I don't, I don't play that. But it, it is a very interesting dynamic because as a, and keep in mind, I'm still a student because I'm in grad yeah, school. Yeah. Um, it's wanting to make sure that your voices are amplified. Got you. And trying to give as much information to you guys as I can. Like, listen, this is the process. Because a lot of times now you guys are also very vocal. So y'all will go up a hill ready to go protest. I'm writing the chancellor, the provost, and you be wrong as two left shoes. Okay? Okay. All right? So before you go up the hill and ready to go blast us on fizz. I'm not on there. So don't don't say it's And just this. All I'm going to say this. This let me put a pin in it. Uh-huh. Young people. It's not anonymous if you have to use your school email. Great talk. Now, <laughs> but yeah. understand that we, there's only so much I can do, like, you, or my boss can do. Yep. We have to operate in certain parameters, policies, and procedures um, to make sure, to ensure that you are getting your services, but are you doing your part? So, so I hold you guys accountable. So you're saying it's a, it's, you have, we have to meet you guys uh, yes. halfway. I, 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 I will. Sit here, and I don't mean to sound like a mixtape. I do stutter a little bit. My bad. It's okay. Um, I will go up that mountain with you if you are right. Okay. Because I've done I've done it here at um, Central. I <laughs> allegedly may have sat in a former um, chancellor's office and said I wasn't leaving until you talked to me, and she did not call me Effie White. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> but at the same time, that was a very bold move. Okay. Because uh, 6106 could have been called. Yeah. But neither here nor there I got the degree, so we're <laughs> allegedly not going to talk about that situation. So I do see both sides of the spectrum. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you talk about you going back to school, getting your master's. What mm-hmm. made you want to do that? You want the truth? Yeah, I want the truth. The this God's is, honest truth? This is what's I wish in my cup. Okay, I'm being honest. Tell the truth. Because um, somebody thought because they had a master's, they were better than me. Oh, here or somewhere? Allegedly. Okay, okay, allegedly. And I wanted more. Uh, Higher education is a very interesting landscape to navigate because if you want to move up, you have to get these degrees. Okay. Uh, And I wanted to be able to be an advocate for you guys because I think a lot of our administrations at different campuses, these people have been here since... Michael Jackson was my complexion. Mm. Wow. And no, that's not that's not shade. Wow. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear that's me wisdom. Out. Yeah, that's, that's wisdom, out. but go ahead. But go ahead. And, and sometimes I don't think they're ready to accept the changing landscape. So I try to serve as a bridge to make your voices heard okay. and understand their ways of thinking. Tradition is, is a big thing, especially at HBCUs. But some of these traditions are outdated. Yeah, okay, I think we give, know that. Give, huh? Can you give me an example? Um. All right, we gonna go there. Yeah. Well, it is what's so, hot with Shemiko, so we go there all the time. Okay. So let's take dressing for example. Okay. And Dress, bo- dressing to class or to, dressing in, in general? A little bit of both. Okay. Explain. My thing is time and place. Okay. So a lot of us were like, "Oh my gosh, what are you guys wearing?" And I don't believe in police's woman bodies as a bigger woman. Yeah. I, uh, I want to, uh, okay, <laughs> just that um, thick, okay? All right, uh, Beyonce. That, all right, all right, all right. No, let me stop. <laughs> I, I, I love 
seeing that, but at the same time, I don't want to see that walking to class. Okay. If you are walking to class, you are not only a representation of yourself, your family. If you are an eagle on this campus, you are a representation of me. Hey, can tell y'all that. Okay. As an alumni, yeah. I want you guys to take more pride in how you show up. Okay. But at the same time, I understand that your way of dressing is also a way of getting to understand who you are. It's an art. And yes. Okay. So, with tradition, you didn't wear that to class. In fact, now there's a couple things that have been edged out, but traditionally, you you could not come in certain classes dressed certain ways. Teachers could turn you away on purpose. Yes. Okay. You come back to my class when you're appropriately appropriately attired. Okay. I've heard that, and that's in the early 2000s. But now, if that was happened, that's a lawsuit. Okay, because it could be they're going all over the media. It could be because the the student now feels as if though they're being policed. It's fine lines. So, like I said, I want to serve as a bridge between both. Um, ways of thinking so we could just move forward and look at what I'm just gonna be honest I, I'm HBCU down to the socks yeah so that's my concern okay I want us to be a forward thinking um, when you say getting our students ready for the global marketplace I'm and I'm gonna say this hear me out go ahead yeah. I don't think that you should have to dumb down your blackness at a HBCU to be palatable to the white gaze. You didn't come here for that. Yeah. So I try to find in between those points of, I want you guys to show up as beautiful and as black as possible. Okay. And not feel like at an HBCU that you're not being heard or you're being told. Like, for instance, you know me. I'm known for, hold on, let's see if they can hear it on air. Yes. I'm known for these. Your nails. My nails. Yes. But I have been looked at by colleagues and different people as, oh, that's not professional. That's who? Because I'm able to do my job. Yeah. As long as my way of dress, because I've had blonde hair, ginger hair, everything. These nails are short compared to, you know this. These yeah. Are short. Yeah. But does that denote my capacity to do my job at a high level? It does not. No. So I want you guys, when you see me, you see yourself and say, if she can do it, so can I. Now, don't get me wrong. I will I will get it together. But I will not dumb down who I, who I am and how I show up in the room. And that's what I want you guys to know. Because you can be in these spaces as yourself, with your braids, with your high top fade. It doesn't take away from what you're bringing to the table. And a lot of times, our blackness it has to be polished up and pretty and look a certain way in order to be accepted outside in the global marketplace. And, and, and I think I think that you know that's changing also when it comes to corporate America, mm -hmm. and it's changing because a lot of corporate, uh, you know businesses and companies are looking for that type of diversity mm -hmm. um, and, and inclusion, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. exactly so I think that's changing and people are accepting of because I look at it's clothes and how you you present yourself as art mm -hmm. and that's how you express yourself and people shouldn't control the way that you can um, you present yourself or, but like you said, there is a time and a place. Because I'm going to be honest, I've been in the cafeteria enjoying my good old piece of chicken. Okay. And I look up, uh -huh. and I'm seeing more breasts and thighs out there than I'm seeing oh, behind the line. And it's just like, baby, I got to It's true, though. And, and it's not shade. It's not shade. But, but you know your big mama wouldn't let if you. If okay. your big mama pulled up on your calf, you'd be shaming yourself, right? Yeah. Now, I might sound like I'm contradicting no, you to hear no, me out. No, no. 
If you going to the club, girl, go ahead, shake a tail feather, drop a low. Yeah, <laughs> been there, done that. My niece will tell you that. Okay, okay. it was yeah. a wonderful time again in the early 2000s. <laughs> okay. However, <laughs> I don't want to see parts of your posterior hanging out of your skirt. Okay. And I also want the young men to not look like they just rolled out of their bed and rolled to the calf. It's okay to look like you might have touched a piece of water, just a piece, just a piece. Like I'll be concerned. A piece of dove. Just, a, just a piece. <laughs> And don't and, and just young men Don't put cologne over funk It does not mix <laughs> Now you just smell Like, like musk and musk It's too much going on I don't, I don't like it for me I hate that for y'all uh, Oh my goodness <laughs> Sorry uh, uh, You said you wanted me up here <laughs> I gotta be careful What you ask for nowadays Yeah you do uh, t- talk, talk about What made you Want to do radio When you were in college I wanted to be the next Wendy Williams period Oh I wanted to icon. be I don't know about that, but um, well, she is in the Radio Hall of Fame, so uh, she's you know. But who put her there? Anywho, <laughs> um, no. Let me be honest. Go ahead. I was a big, loud black girl from Jersey mm-hmm. who had an opinion, had a, and had all this, and I just wanted to do that. I came in it to AudioNet, and um, shout out to Dr. Heath who um, used to, who yes. created our. Um, the the Max and am I saying it right? Yeah, the Men's Achievement Center. Men's Achievement Center. Yep. He was at my first interview and grilled me, and they told me no. And I was like, "You'll see me again." And I came back, and I had three shows by the time I was done with Audio Net. Wow. I've been president for two years, and I just that's what I wanted to do. But at the time, there wasn't anybody who looked like me except Monique, and I kept going. But then I also realized for radio. Um, if a new program program director came in, they could <laughs> you would be gone. So I needed job security. Okay. So um, I, that kind of led me into poetry. I always wrote, but um, now being a spoken word artist, I still have that platform. Yeah. Just my own way, and, and mind you, I'm before this uh, social media era. Yes. Uh, we had uh, MySpace and Facebook. Yeah. And that was it. So if I would have came out now, oh, it would have been different. It would have been different. And so you talk about you being a spoke, uh, spoken word artist and a, a poet. Mm-hmm. So how 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 did you navigate that while being an, uh, a college student and publishing your own your own, your first book, Pencil? Um, keep it real, I'm from Jersey. I hustle different. Yep. That's no shade to anybody, but I'm from up north, so we get to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I'm from Connecticut, I, I um, pretty much, I started writing, I did a couple shows here, and it wasn't really big down here, it was bigger up north, so when I went home after graduation, I started doing Philly, and not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, um, Shorty <laughs> was out here killing it, Okay. Uh, and so I went from Philly, and I went to Baltimore, then I did New York, D.C., okay. and I did uh, Atlanta, um, I even have a show tonight in Raleigh. So, oh, wow. yeah, I had to do a shameless plug. I don't know if you guys are even old enough to get in, but if you are, it's at um, Terminal 8 Bar and Grill. I'm the feature. It's going to be lit. Where is it at again? It's at Terminal 8 Bar and Grill. That's in Raleigh. Uh, Avid, Avid Ferry Road is on State's campus. Okay. Um, it's going to be 10 to get in, but when I say, hold up, because I talk in TikTok, we're going to go all the way up. <laughs> when you find me, when you see me, we're going to go all the way up. We're going to have a good mm. time tonight. Okay. Uh, Miss Miss B, I appreciate you coming on the What's Hot. Uh, what, tell everybody your information. You you know where they can find your book and all your all that jazz and 
uh, come see you and all that. Uh, Unfortunately, stuff. I cannot tell you any of my socials because I don't let anybody follow me from the school until okay. after you graduate. Um, but you can find me <laughs> in the William Jones Building, Office 8, if you need any assistance. But if you are trying to see the doll, as they call me, um, a.k.a. Brown Sugar Bree, that's my stage name, I will be at Terminal 8 Bar and Lounge in um, Raleigh, North Carolina, and the show starts at 8.30. Um, Shamar, I'll give you all the information if you want to share it on your yes. socials. But I want to say to you guys before I get up out of here, you don't know how full circle this is to be the person on the side of the interview at a place that I fought to be in, that I loved, that I tried to put stuff in place. So this is this is lit. And as always, it's always E-Funk till I die. So. E-Funk. E-Funk, you know. Uh, hey, you better know it. Wait, 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 before you go, what's your plan for homecoming? What, 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 do you like the, the we're going to talk about that coming up. In, uh, the home, I can't tell y'all because y'all don't homecoming like I homecoming. I'm alumni. We do gotcha. it different. Okay. Good talk. Okay. Good, good talk. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's Miss Brielle McCadden. It's <laughs> What's up with Shamai Cook? We'll be back after this. Uh, up next, we got the hot report. What we got coming up in the hot report, uh, Caleb? The hot report? Yeah, what we got coming up? Oh, isn't the homecoming lineup, right? Yeah, homecoming lineup and all that jazz. And yeah. Oh, uh, I got it in front of me. Yeah, it's What's up with Shamai Cook? We'll be right back, okay? You're listening to What's Hot on NCCU Audience. Uh, it's what's hot with Shamai Cook. I'm Shamai Cook. Got my guest co-host, Mr. Caleb Bill in the building. Um, and it's time for the hot report. Here we go. Let's go. I get paid to talk about you, not talk to you. From pop culture to news at NCCU, this is the hot report. <laughs> If I want to talk about you, if I feel like you, you're you not doing your job, I'm going to talk about it, whether you like it or not. On what's hot? All right, Caleb, what we got in the hot report? Uh, we got Mary J. Blige creates a $30,000 scholarship for sophomore women at Hampton University. Um, she's partnered with Pepso, Pepsi Company. To ease the economic burden of obtaining a higher education, the singer and global food and beverage brand will give away a $30,000 scholarship of a, to a sophomore woman enrolled at Hampton University. There are additional requirements to be a candidate for the strength of a woman's scholarship. The sophomore woman must have a full-time enrollment for the 2024-25 school year with, minimum, with a minimum 2.5 GPA. Additionally, she must be studying business administration, marketing, arts, finance, or creative design. Major props, major props to Mary J for creating, you know, a scholarship for um, young women in, you know, in that type of field and that business. Um, and it's, it's a good way. And child, shout out to PepsiCo Incorporated. That's what that's what the company is. But it's it's good that you know they uh, created a place for you know. Hampton, because Hampton is expensive. Yeah, and that's a that's a private HBCU, uh, and that's good that she did that. Uh, props to Mary J. All right, what else have we got in the hot report, Kayla? Kayla Nicole issues a public service announcement to black women after weeks of being dragged in the media by Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. On air reporter, and we I recently just found out she was on air reporter, Kayla Nicole, who's also the ex girlfriend of Kansas City Chiefs star football player, Travis Kelsey, is issuing a PSA to black women following weeks of being dragged in the headlines over her ex boyfriend's new relationship with global pop star Taylor Swift. As we know, Nicole and Kelsey had an on and off again whirlwind romance that captivated social media for five years. 
the fa they first begin dating in 2017 and sadly they split in May of 2022. Social media alleged that the, they parted ways after Kelsey asked Nicole to split bills. But she said, you know, that's absurd and very false. Uh, and we have audio of her uh, her letter to black women. Uh, here it is. Give that a listen. It's always been really important for me to use my platform not to create division, but to elevate and unite women, black women specifically. So I prepared a letter and would like to share it with you today. Dear black girl, they may call you a traitor for falling in love. You'll hope the ones closest will protect you, but you will quickly find out that people don't protect what they don't value. They'll say you're too much too provocative, too boisterous, too outspoken, and in the same breath tell you that you're not enough, not successful enough, not wholesome enough, maybe not even intelligent enough. They'll say you deserve the backlash and embarrassment because of your blackness, you should have known better. They'll even try to tie your value to your net worth. But black girl, please remember your value lies elsewhere. Your value is deep within your heart, the way you love, the way you give. Your value is in your resilience, your willingness to forgive. Major props, major props to her. Uh, the, the thing is, you know that saying: once you go black, you never go back. Travis Kelsey went back, and it, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of um it's kind of unfortunate that you know she had to go through this. People in the media and you know social media is putting her through this because of him dating allegedly dating Taylor Swift, who's the one of the biggest. She ain't bigger than Beyonce, but she's one of the biggest uh, superstars in music right now. So, you know, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because no no woman had a, should go through that because of the status of who you love. Well, she knew what she signed up for when she dated him because he is a superstar uh, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. She knew what she signed up for, but did she know that it was going to be this magnitude? I don't think so. Go, go ahead, Kayla. What do you got to say? I would say she probably didn't expect it to be that magnitude, but she could imagine how, you know, if you're playing. Travis Kelsey is the face of the NFL. One of the faces well, of the yeah, NFL. Yeah, okay. I was about so, to say he is not no, the face. He's not the face, but he's one a of face the of the NFL. Yeah. So, from that perspective, if something goes good. We're gonna clap about it, as, as you see. You know, he's scoring touchdowns. We get shots of Taylor Swift trying yeah. to Celebrate. clap hands with, yeah. with Travis Kelsey's mom. Something yeah. goes bad, we're gonna hear about it. You know, reporters are bold these days, so they're gonna ask what Very they want to hear, and it's gonna be dreadful. But you just have to be there for the ups and the downs. In the downs, absolutely. Yeah. All right, what else we got in the hot report? The NCC Ultimate Homecoming Experience oh, music boy. artist lineup was revealed last week. The NCC Student Activity Board. Revealed the artist lineup for the homecoming concerts for the ultimate gospel concert. We have Hez I'm he sorry. Hezekiah Walker. Hezekiah Walker did not want to mess up that word uh -huh. name. And Jacqueline Carr. And for the hip hop and R&B concert, we will have rapper No Cap, Rob Forty Nine, and singer Money Long. Is how you pronounce it correct? Yes. You know it's spelled M U N I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how they. Don't get me started. No, 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 yeah. Listen. I, I'm. I said this last year. It, it's really, it's really. They it got a nerve to have the tickets at forty dollars. That's what really gets me. That's oh, wow. uh, uh, these B-list people. B-list. You get you. You got a nerve to have the tickets at forty dollars a piece for general admission. It's forty dollars a piece. Now the Hezekiah, now the gospel concert. Central seems like they do their thing with the gospel concert. 
I don't. I just don't know who's in the in these rooms. I don't know what is a seal. Is it somebody? I, I don't want to point fingers, but someone is not doing their job correctly because this is this is blasphemous. I'm sorry. And you know, like like I said, when it, I could have called these people up, like you know. <laughs> I could have called No Cap. In the fact that No Cap didn't even know that he was an artist, he when we start when the mm -hmm. artist reveal, he was like, "What?" I'm like, I'm definitely coming. Like, so I don't want to misquote the guy. He but. was like, "Um, he was like, what school is this? Let, tell him to call me or something." Yeah, like that. exactly. And you're all, we already picked you. We, you already got our money. Yeah. But listen, it, it is what it is. I, listen, I, 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 I mean, Rob, Rob, forty nine. These these people are B-list people. I'm sorry. I don't even never heard of Rob Forty Nine. Now I heard of No Cap, but like I said, it's. So what what I was told is that they the, the student at SAB is giving a certain amount of money that they have to. No, well, okay. First of all, SAB does not control. Seal picks the people. They SAB is in charge of getting suggestions. Now, uh, okay. That yeah, that, that's what I do. You know, I, I do a deep dive all the time, but they they are in charge of getting you know people to get for the the for the concerts, like ideas from the student body. But Seal has the final say. Seal is the one who gets the people. I don't want to say names or anybody, but I don't know who in Seal. But Seal is the one that picks these artists and picks the one. Who we get for it's, homecoming? It's just all bad. And, it's, it's, and it's blasphemous. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say oh, I've never listened to No Cap. I've never listened to Ralph Wayne. I've never listened to Money Long. Now, Money Long is a two-hit wonder. Dude, I don't know how. So you, is Ralph Forty Nine. I, I don't know no Ralph Forty Nine songs. Now, the type I, I, I like Mama. Now, yeah, oh, that's it. That's by Rob. Okay, that's a TikTok song. It, it seems like Central gets TikTok yep. TikTok yeah. artists. Like, yeah. can we get like a general people with catalogs? But yeah. in the end, I, I can't. I can't be mad. Because I can. I, I I can. Well, yeah, you can. Because people don't understand. Like, class of 2020, 2024 has had it out since we were class of 2020 in high school. Man, we didn't have a graduation. <laughs> we didn't have a prom. We show up freshman year. No, no sore. You know, y'all got backpacks, laptops, yeah, equipment. We, did. we, we didn't got, get anything. Yeah, well, all we got was a was a oh well. You don't you don't have to really show up to class because they're online. And then now you're telling me for senior. I swear, like I keep saying, for our ceremony speech for graduation, uh -huh. we better have Barack Obama <laughs> or or Oprah, Oprah, or, Michelle, or or Jay Z, Gail, so, something, Beyonce, somebody. Like, this isn't. You gave us no cap, Rob Forty Nine, and Money Long. Who's and, a two hit wonder? She only has two good songs. She got that um, what's the hours and hours and that other one. Um, yeah, um, time machine. Time machine. That's all. I don't know how you expect people to have a catalog. And when what you songs to, is she gonna sing? Exact those two songs. That's my, all that's she my, has. I don't want to hear those at a concert. A con like a at a homecoming. Song. Okay, like time machine. No man. Nah. Hours and hours. Like no. Nah, like, okay. It's, it's not. It's it, the thing. Is, I wish you, you got three artists. You could have got. Combine all that money and get one good artist with a good yeah. catalog. So That's all been. I'm saying. Like, Did they have Jacquees last year? No, they had uh, Young Nudie, uh, Travis Porter, and some other guy. God bless his heart. Oh, um, um, Stunner. Stunner Folk Vegas, yes. Which, uh, and the only song I know by Young Nudie is uh, Peaches and Eggplants. And that just nah, came and out. And that wasn't even out yet. And that wasn't even out when he came. So well, Last year's lineup was was amazing compared to this one. Listen, and, uh, and that retrospect, it, it, it's 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 bad. And like I said, I feel bad for the seniors this year who have been struggling all four years, and now they have to say, 
you know, tell their tell their kids and grandkids, oh yeah, we had no cap for homecoming. Yeah, like and Rob forty nine. These guys are gonna be irrelevant. No cap is not. I, I'll put respect to No Cap's name. Rob Forty Nine and, and Money Long are gonna be irrelevant in three to four years. They're they're kind of Money Long's kind of Money. She's kind of irrelevant now. She, if you she ask very me. overplayed in my opinion for only two songs. I, to to be honest, like I said, and I should have said this last week when Ken, Ken Levenji was here uh, yeah. as guest co-host. I wish we could get Gibeon. Giveon has a good catalog. That's R&B right there. If we could just combine all that money from all those B-list artists and get an A-list artist, yeah. I'd be good. And I'd I'm be not good. even I'm not even really a Giveon fan. But, but, he's his, a, but, but I was about to say, people know I, his music. I know music. a few of his songs. Exactly. And he's he could a, give you a good 20-minute set. He's an actual artist. Exactly. Rob 49 exactly. is not an artist. It, no Cap makes great music. I'll put him as an artist. Wow. Money Long, I don't, I don't listen to her enough. But no cap can only do so much. He can only do so much, and he's gonna have to care. And like people are hoping, oh, they're gonna bring somebody. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that for sure. And and if if they do, then I'll take I'll eat all my words. But until then, I do not plan to. Well, I do not plan to purchase a ticket. I will be in attendance, but I will not purchase a ticket. I'll tell you that. So how you? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, it is you, what it you is. You know how we do. And, and that's and that is the hot report coming up. We got the hot mix of the day and the hot question of the day. It's what's hot with Shamai Cook. We'll be right back. It's what's hot with Shamai Cook. I'm Shamai Cook. Um. We got uh, coming up. We got the hot question of the day, uh, and all that jazz. Got some hooch. I'm going to talk with Kayla, but right now it's time for the hot mix of the day. Here we go. Let's go. You're listening to the hot mix of the day on what's hot. The station with the best, 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 best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the best music. Well, we do try to have the best music. It's what's hot with Shamari Cook. I'm Shamari Cook. Got my guest co-host, Keila Ville, in the building. It's time for the hot question of the day. So, recently, I saw on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going through Instagram, minding my own business, and I come across this 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 uh, this young lady saying that, you know, H- people that go to HBCUs, that go to HBCUs, people who are in HBCUs and graduates of HBCUs, grad other students who are minorities of black, uh, for not for going to PWIs. Let me let her speak for herself. Here, here's the audio. Speak on this issue because I went to a PWI and I feel like inherently I'm gonna have bias. But however, I'm just tired of seeing students who chose to go to an HBCU or graduated from an HBCU bashing black students who chose to go to PWIs. And what I understood from my friends who applied to both HBCUs and PWIs, at the end of the day, it came down to the money. They are not going to take on $40,000 a year in student loans for four years just to go to HBCU. Some of these kids, a lot of black people come from very low-income families where feeding their family and paying the rent is hard enough. Then you add on top of that student loans. How are you, how is it okay for a person to take on almost $200,000 in debt just because you want them to support a school, that is not fair. You should be coming for the government and who get and who gives them funding. She sounds so ignorant. So I put out a poll 
uh, on Instagram on my Instagram at Shemaiah TV. Um, and the question was if uh, our black people and people of uh, of color, ethnicity, um, who are graduates of HBCUs and who are current students of HBCUs, are they guilty of bashing or downgrading other uh, black people who go to PWIs for not going to an HBCU? 12% of you say yes, and 88% of you say no. Um, before I get into my diatribe, because I, I already basically put my diatribe out there because I'm, I'm kind of pissed about the situation. But, Caleb, go ahead. What's your take on this? Um, yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make too much sense there. Um, I'm not sure where she's from. I mean, sounds like she's from, like, the Maryland DMV area. Yeah. Yeah. Like, from where, how she's talking, but... Schools can can range from many different prices, and it's not. I don't like the angle that you're trying to support historically black or support your school because that's what we all do. Yeah. We all we buy stuff to support it. We go places to support it, no matter how much it costs. Exactly. It's a sacrifice, no matter what. No one said education was going to be cheap. If you wanted it to be cheap, you would have got a four point five GPA in high school, or you would have, or you wouldn't have gone to college to begin with. So. Um, from what I understand, and I don't have the numbers here yet, but from what I understand, HBCUs tend to be less expensive than PWIs. Uh, HBCUs can, team seem to be more expensive than PWIs? No, less expensive. Less expensive. Okay, yes. I'm okay, sorry, did I say correct. more expensive? Yeah, you said more expensive. Uh, I meant to say they tend to be less expensive than PWIs. Okay, yes, you're correct. So, what is she talking like? Yeah. What, what? What PWI does she go to? I, don't, don't get me started. I, I'm going to use this as Wingate? <laughs> Ohio State. And, you know, mm. the, the, listen, the, the, what I said in my diatribe earlier um, when I first saw this video, because I, I, was, I was very upset because I was in my office in my apartment. And I was just going through Instagram, minding my own business. And I see this, like, the audacity. First of all, number one, unless you go to a private HBCU when it comes to the Hamptons, right. when it comes to the Morehouses, when it comes to the Spellmans, of course those schools are going to be $400,000 uh, 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 for four years, most likely, or $200,000, whatever. It's going to be expensive, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about the public institutions, like the NCCUs, the Morgan States, the A&T's, uh, the, ANTs, the what, what else? Is uh, Howard public? Uh, Howard, Howard is kind of private, but they're up there. I think they're private in a way. So that's why I didn't say Howard. South Carolina State, Southern, mm -hmm. all these other HBCUs who are public, they are not expensive when it comes. They're they're not expensive when it comes to these PWIs. I'm gonna give you. I'm looking up this uh the tuition for NC State. I'm gonna just use this as a, uh, an example. Well, that's a good one. NC State's tuition cost. What's out of state is, in this state? Uh, the cost for NC State. If I can get it, I don't, uh, hold on. Wait a minute. I wanna say probably out of state should be around like thirty six. Honestly, NC State. Uh, I was should have had this up earlier. NC State is definitely more expensive. Uh, sorry, no, I got it right here. Okay, what do you got? Out of state students, uh -huh. one year is forty four thousand. Okay, one year. Um, for North in state, it's twenty four thousand, and that's I think that's twenty four is about how much it costs. 
to, for, for here. For here. Yeah. Because so, it's around like 12, 13 well, a semester, semester. When it comes to NCCU, NCCU's tuition, uh, I'm looking that up right now. NCCU's tuition right now is six six hundred six thousand six hundred forty four out of state um, for uh, uh, for a semester. Oh, excuse me, that's for in state for out of state. Yeah, so it's twelve thousand a year then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got it wrong. Yeah, it's twelve thousand a year to, yes. to go here for in state. Yeah. It's twenty four thousand a year to go in state at, at state at state. Exactly. So it's so double the cost. I don't know what number she was looking at unless, got, yeah, she, yeah. unless like I said unless she saw. The private HBCUs, unless her, because she said her friends or it came down to the money. Well, maybe your friends should go to other HBCUs, but it's not our fault that she didn't have a good homecoming. It's not our, it's homecoming season. Like, it's not our fault, but she should not another, bash. Another thing is that, yeah, like, like you're saying, not bash people that go to HBCUs and for want to be think, for, for wanting to be with the culture. It's not, yeah. it's not like, like I, I said, I, H- have, I have plenty of friends that don't go to HBCUs. I've, Plenty of, plenty of friends that do go to HBCUs. And what I don't like, it's about certain, some of the friends that try to act like we're not the same. Be, like, that's because good, I go to HBCU, like, you go to a school, I go to a school. You go to a university, I go to a university. You're going to have a degree, I'm going to have a degree. Like, my brother tries to tell me his degree is better because it's from a PWI. Well, okay, so here's the, to that point. So now, I don't want to be biased. I don't want to be, like, wrong, but... Use this for example. So if if someone was to go to Duke, Duke is a private institution. Okay, yeah, like okay. okay. If people see, it's the top school in the in the, in the world. In the though. world, yes. Okay, I understand that. But when you go, when you see, when you go to a job application, we're both in MassCom. Yeah. Say if we go to apply to ESPN for a job, right? For and sure. They, they see your resume and your degree, right? Where you went, and they see someone from Duke in their resume and their degree. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they're going to go with the Duke one. Here's why: Duke is more established. Duke has a better program. Duke is also good partners with ESPN now, and it's, it's guaranteed that their curriculum is much higher than ours for for that degree. So that's why I think when it comes to the school, yes, yes. Well, we'll go ahead. You could go. I could. I go to Central. Yep. It, I'm. If I apply to ESPN, I mean I've I've worked with them before, but yep. if I've if I've done that, it's about the things that I've done outside of the school. So yeah, okay. you could go to Duke, you could you could work with Duke Athletics, but like what else have you done? You know, like if if true. I, I I'm, okay, I'm just true. I'm just like speaking on personal experience. Like I feel like I go here. I know people that go to state, they go to UNC that are applying for the same jobs, but it's just I've been able to do more than them because I've been in school longer. So I feel like, you know, it just depends on on the job. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. If it's like a neck-and-neck neck tie, we've done the same amount of work. You went to Duke. I went to North Carolina Central. But now with, you know, diversity and inclusion. That's true. We talked about the that guy, earlier. The guy with, yeah. from, from the HBCU might just get the job. It just depends on what they want. But I just don't like us tearing each other apart because you decide to go to a PWI and I decide to go to HBCU. It's a university. We're just trying to get through school. That's me. Education. I'm just trying to get through school. Yeah. I'm not I don't care about I don't care about the oh the name of the no man. Give me my degree. I can I can I can decide if I want to go somewhere else to further it and okay. get a master's or yeah. do, a doctorate somewhere else. Absolutely. I just like come on man. Listen, I I didn't see the point of her saying what you know all that jazz when it comes to uh you know people trying to bash no one's trying to bash anybody no. 
everybody it's good that you know black people are going to get the education because at one point we were we exactly we were stopped and we got in trouble and killed for trying to go get an education shoot we got in trouble for trying to read for god that's sake. another thing yeah some people don't even feel some african-americans i don't know if it's still like that but they don't they didn't feel comfortable going to a school like a Chapel Hill, exactly where they weren't where they weren't welcomed, exactly for so and long, and that's another reason why I chose Central because that's that's I wanted to be with my people for because of the culture, and I get that. I think HBCUs teach you how to to be in your blackness, but bring it bring your blackness, how to control your blackness in the work environment. That's right. what I like about HBCUs because they push you. People think oh, HBCUs, oh, they just teach you how to, you know, be what's going to happen when you leave and be with uh, uh, not just black people. Those yeah. these type of HBCUs push you and make you work harder because you are a black person in America. You are a black person in, the, uh, you know, corporate America in society. So these professors and mm-hmm. instructors push you. To be great. Yeah. That's why I like HBCUs because they push us to be great. Now, they can only push you so, uh, to so much. You can't. What's the saying? You could uh, you could uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Yeah. That's so it's it, it, if these instructors, these advisors can only push us so much, but they can't force us to do the work. What, and what we have to put the work in. Go ahead. Another thing I I feel give HBCUs a HBCU type of community is is the fact that it is a family like we just had miss mccaden here yeah miss mccaden yeah mccaden she sorry she graduated from central yep she now works for central there are plenty of people like that who graduated from the university and are given job opportunities at the same yeah here and whether you take it or don't it's up to you but at the end of the day there is a network of employees that work here yep that have been in the exact same shoes that we are in and that's something that I don't see myself doing, but that's something that I actually appreciate. Like, wow, what is it about this place that you could graduate here? Because, you know, you think about it just five years ago in high school when we graduated, we want to leave. Absolutely. And in college, you you graduate and and they stay here. So it's like there's something here that obviously is bigger than them and that they see that, okay, this is where I I need to be. And that's something that I think – I'm not sure. I don't really know about other campuses, but I don't think you really see that at the other – Schools, yeah, PWIs, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I see that at a lot of HBCUs. Well, that was a good conversation. Coming yeah. up, we're gonna um have my quote of the day and get some more uh talk some more with Caleb. Uh, it is it is what it is. Is what I wish my cook.
Kinda humid, you knew it with me and Skilly and Shana Paula come with his car. Fire, but I feel it tight. Cause we like the girl them way at. We love the girl them way at. Bring them dancers. We like the girl them way at. We love the girl them way at. Say me love that. Cause we like the girl them way at. We love the girl them way at. Inna the drop top. We like the girl them way at. Right, girl, give me a cup, girl. No regular flap, girl. Minium hot dog, take your girl fast, 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 down, nascar. Take quick, girl, hard, hard, decent. We full of beer, stop, tall, tall, easy. Me budget name, Sean Paul, Sean Paul. Full of money like dirt, pan, asphalt, asphalt. Full of girl and flossage. Cause we like the girl, them way out. We love the girl, them way out. Bring them nonsense. We like the girl, them way out. We love the girl, them way out. Say me love that. Summer 
Station with the best, me, best, me, best, me, best music. Best music. I love the, I music. Love the music. Best music. Well, we do try to have the best music. It's what's up with Shamari Cook. I'm Shamari Cook. Got my guest co-host Keila Bill in the building. It's time for the hot question of the day. So recently I saw on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going through Instagram mining my own business, and I come across this 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 uh this young lady saying that you know h people that go to hbcus yeah um that go to hbcus people who are in hbcus and graduates of hbcus grad other students who are minorities of black uh for not for going to pwis let me let her speak for herself here here's the audio speak on this issue because i went to a pwi and i feel like inherently i'm gonna have bias but however, I'm just tired of seeing students who chose to go to an HBCU or graduated from an HBCU bashing black students who chose to go to PWIs. And what I understood from my friends who applied to both HBCUs and PWIs, at the end of the day, it came down to the money. They are not gonna take on $40,000 a year in student loans for four years just to go to an HBCU. Some of these kids, a lot of black people come from very low income families where feeding their family and paying the rent is hard enough. Then you add on top of that student loans. How are you, how is it okay for a person to take on almost $200,000 in debt just because you want them to support a school? That is not fair. You should be coming for the government and who, get, and who gives them funding. She sounds so ignorant. So I put out a poll. Uh, on Instagram, on my Instagram, at Shemaya Cook TV. Um, and the question was, if uh, our black people and people of, uh, of color, ethnicity, um, who are graduates of HBCUs and who are current students of HBCUs, are they guilty of bashing or downgrading other uh, black people who go to PWIs for not going to an HBCU? 12% of you say yes, and 88% percent of you say no um before i get into my diatribe because i i already basically put my diatribe out there because i'm kind of pissed about the situation but caleb go ahead what's your take on this um yeah it it doesn't make it doesn't make too much sense there um i'm not sure where she's from i mean sounds like she's from like the maryland dmv area like from where how she's talking but Schools can can range from many different prices, and it's not. I don't like the angle that you're trying to support historically black or support your school because that's what we all do. Yeah, we all we buy stuff to support it. We go places to support it, no matter how much it costs. Exactly, it's a sacrifice, no matter what. No one said education was going to be cheap. If you wanted it to be cheap, you would have got a four point five GPA in high school, or you would have, or you wouldn't have gone to college to begin with. So. Um, from what I understand, and I don't have the numbers here yet, but from what I understand, HBCUs tend to be less expensive than PWIs. Uh, HBCUs team seem to be more expensive than PWIs? No, less expensive. Less expensive. Okay, yes. I'm sorry, did I say more expensive? Yeah, you said more expensive. Uh, I meant to say they tend to be less expensive than PWIs. Okay, yes, you're correct. So, what is she talking like? What, what? What PWI does she go to? I don't, 
don't get me started. I'm gonna use this as Wingate, <laughs> Ohio State, and you know, <laughs> the, the, listen, the, the, what I said in my diatribe earlier uh, when I first saw this video because I was very, I was, I was very upset because I was in my office in my apartment and I was just going through Instagram, minding my own business, and I see this like the audacity. First of all, number one, unless you go to a private HBCU when it comes to the Hamptons, right. when it comes to the Morehouses, when it comes to the Spellmans, of course those schools are going to be $400,000 uh, 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 for four years, most likely, or $200,000, whatever. It's going to be expensive, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about the public institutions, like the NCCUs, the Morgan States, the A&T's, well, the, A&Ts, the what, what else? Is uh, Howard public? Uh, Howard, Howard is kind of private, but they're up there. I think they're private in a way. So that's why I didn't say Howard. South Carolina State, Southern, mm -hmm. all these other HBCUs who are public, they are not expensive when it comes. They're they're not expensive when it comes to these PWIs. I'm gonna give you. I'm looking up this uh the tuition for NC State. I'm gonna just use this as a, uh, an example. Well, that's a good one. NC State's tuition costs. What's out of state is, in this state? Uh, the cost for NC State. If I can get it, I don't. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm gonna say probably out of state should be around like thirty six. Thousand, honestly. NC State—I uh, should have had this up earlier. NC State is definitely more expensive. Uh, sorry, no, I got it right here. Okay, what do you got? Out of state students, uh -huh. one year is forty-four thousand. Okay, one year. Um, for North in State, it's twenty-four thousand, and that's—I think that's twenty-four is about how much it costs. To, for for here for here yeah because so, it's around like twelve thirteen well, a semester semester when it comes to NCCU NCCU's tuition uh, I'm looking that up right now NCCU's tuition right now is six six hundred six thousand six hundred forty four out of state um for uh, uh for a semester. Oh, excuse me. That's for in state. For out of state. Yeah. So it's twelve thousand a year then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got it wrong. Yeah. It's twelve thousand a year to, yes. to go here for in state. Yeah. It's twenty four thousand a year to go in state a, at, a, at state. At state. Exactly. So it's so double the cost. I don't know what number she was looking at. Unless, got, yeah, she, yeah. unless, like I said, unless she saw the private HBCUs, unless her, because she said her friends or it came down to the money. Well, maybe your friends should go to other HBCUs, but it's not our fault that she didn't have a good homecoming. It's not our, it's homecoming season. Like, it's not our fault, but she should not another, bash. Another thing is that, yeah, like like you're saying, not bash people that go to HBCUs and, for one I to be think, for, for one to be with the culture. It's not, yeah. it's not like, like I, I said. I have, I have plenty of friends that don't go to HBCUs. I've, Plenty of, plenty of friends that do go to HBCUs. And what I don't like is about certain some of the friends that try to act like we're not the same. Be, like, that's because good, I go to point. HBCU, like, you go to a school, I go to a school. You go to a university, I go to a university. You're going to have a degree, I'm going to have a degree. Like, my brother tries to tell me his degree is better because it's from a PWI. Well, okay, so here's the, to that point. So now I don't want to be biased. I don't want to be, like, wrong, but... 
use this for example. So if if someone was to go to Duke, Duke is a private institution. Okay, yeah, like okay. okay. If people see this is top school in the in the, in the world. In the though. world, yes. Okay, I understand that. But when you go, when you see, when you go to a job application, we're both in MassCom. Yeah. Say if we go to apply to ESPN for a job, right? For and sure. They, they see your resume and your degree, right? Where you went, and they see someone from Duke in their resume and their degree. 99% of the time, they're going to go with the Duke one. Here's why. Duke is more established. Duke has a better program. Duke is also good partners with ESPN. Now, and it's, it's guaranteed that their curriculum is much higher than ours for, for that degree. So that's why I think when it comes to the school, yes. Yes. Well. Go ahead. You could go. I could. I go to Central. Yep. I'm. If I applied to ESPN, I mean, I've, I've worked with them before, but yep. if, I've, if I've done that, it's about the things that I've done outside of the school. So, yeah, okay. you could go to Duke. You could you could work with Duke Athletics. But, like, what else have you done? You know, like, if, if I, I – I'm, okay, I'm, just, I'm just, like, speaking on personal experience. Like, I feel like I go here. I know people that go to state. They go to UNC that are applying for the same jobs, but it's just I've been able to do more than them because I've been in school longer. So I feel like, you know, it just depends on on the job. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. If it's like a neck-and-neck tie, we've done the same amount of work. You went to Duke. I went to North Carolina Central. But now with, you know, diversity and inclusion. That's true. We talked about that earlier. The guy from from the HBCU might just get the job. It just depends on what they want. But I just don't like us tearing each other apart because you decide to go to PWI and I decide to go to HBCU. It's a university. We're just trying to get through school. That's me. Education. I'm just trying to get through school. Yeah. I'm not I don't care about I don't care about the oh the name of the uh, no man. Give me my degree. I can I can I can decide if I want to go somewhere else to further it and okay. get a master's or yeah. do, a doctorate somewhere else. Absolutely. I just like come on man. Listen, I I didn't see the point of her saying what you know all that jazz when it comes to uh you know people trying to bash no one's trying to bash anybody no. everybody it's good that you know black people are going to get the education because at one point we were we exactly we were stopped and we got in trouble and killed for trying to go get an education shoot we got in trouble for trying to read for god's and that's sake. another thing yeah some people don't even feel some african-americans i don't know if it's still like that but they don't they didn't feel comfortable going to a school like a Chapel Hill, exactly where they weren't where they weren't welcome, exactly for so and long, and that's another reason why I chose Central because that that's I wanted to be with my people for because of the culture, and I get that. I think HBCUs teach you how to to be in your blackness, but bring it bring your blackness, how to control your blackness in the work environment. That's right. what I like about HBCUs because they push you. People think oh HBCUs oh they just teach you how to you know be what's going to happen when you leave and be with uh, uh, not just black people. Those yeah. these type of HBCUs push you and make you work harder because you are a black person in America. You right. are a black person in the uh, you know corporate America in society. So these professors and mm-hmm. instructors push you. To be great. Yeah. That's why I like HBCUs because they push us to be great. Now, they can only push you so, uh, to so much. You, you can't – what's the saying? You could, uh, you could uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Yeah, so you know that one. It, 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 if these instructors, these advisors can only push us so much, but they can't force us to do the work. What, and what, we have to put the work in. Go ahead. Another go. thing I, I feel give HBCUs, an HBCU type of 
community is is the fact that it is a family. Like we just had Miss McCaden here. Yeah, Miss McCaden. Yeah, McCaden. Yeah. She sorry. She okay. graduated from Central. Yep. She now works for Central. Yep. There are plenty of people like that who graduated from the Absolutely. university and are given job opportunities at the same on, Yeah, here. And whether you take it or don't, it's up to you. But at the end of the day, there is a network of employees that work here yep. that have been in the exact same shoes that we are in. And that's something that I don't see myself doing, but that's something that I actually appreciate. Like, wow, yeah. what is it about this place that you could graduate here? Because, you know, you think about it just five years ago in high school when we graduated, we, we want to leave. Absolutely. At Absolutely. college, you want to you graduate and and they stay here. So it's like there's something here that obviously is bigger than them, and that they see that okay, this is where I I need yep. to be, and that's something that I think you, you, I don't, I'm not sure I don't really know about other campuses, but I don't think you really see that at the other schools. PWIs, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I see that a lot at HBCUs. Well, that was a good conversation. Coming yeah. up, we're gonna um have my quote of the day and get some more uh. Talk some more with Caleb. Uh, it, is, it is what it is. It's What's Hot with Shemai Cook. It's What's Hot with Shemai Cook. I'm Shemai Cook. Got my guest co-host, Caleb Bill, in the building. Um, what a show. What a show, Caleb. Yeah, we, had a, we, we had a jam-packed show today, and it was a fun show. We had Miss Rhea McCadden come in, and we had a good conversation there and all that jazz. We had a hot question of the day, hot report, and talked about homecoming and all that jazz, and... Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Caleb. Well, first of all, tell everybody. I don't think we get had like a formal introduction or anything, but tell everybody like what 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 do you do? And you know, you're a mass comm, so you're about to graduate. You work yeah. with the NCCU athletics as a reporter and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Me and Caleb used to work together. At first, we didn't even like each other. We had a little debate about <laughs> he had a hoodie on and. We didn't really have a uh, <laughs> had a little argument on the field. I think it was a hoodie. It might have just been a shirt. Yeah, it was a hoodie. I think it was a hoodie. It might have been a hoodie. I think yeah, it was. A it hoodie. was a hoodie. It was yeah, like yeah. yeah. But yeah. we had a little debate. I said, "Oh, you're a reporter and you're wearing that." And yeah, Shamai Shamai takes the professional route. I do because that's that's what like immediate. That's that's a good thing. Immediate media is changing, so now you can wear like a t. You, I know on the BBC network in London, they're starting to let people wear like t shirts and stuff. Uh So, well, I mean the way the way I look at it right now is that for most for the most part, I don't really like it, but reporting and like analyzing is kind of just going into who's popular, like. Okay. Do you do you think JJ Reddick, you know, is an actual analyst and a reporter? No. I mean, he wasn't born one. He was born to play basketball. Yeah. But he became an analyst and a reporter. Yeah. So because he because he already had a following. So in that sense, you don't need to have. Well, and for him, he, okay. he he doesn't need to have the suit and tie every day coming into the office with you know whatever because he already has a following. People are going to listen to him no matter how he looks. So, I mean, but for the most part, if you want to go in reporting, if you want to be professional, you should dress for the occasion. And that doesn't change no matter who you are. Yeah, yeah, you're right. From that standpoint. Yeah. But you said an introduction. Yeah, I, you know, I'm here. Uh, mass communication. I'm a journalist major. I love to write. I love to report. I love sports. So we kind of tie all those things together. I currently have a newer gig mm-hmm. with the Sports Network working in the booth, which with Jonathan. It's it's it's, it's fun. Right? It, yeah. it, listen, I worked last year. Me and Caleb worked for a minute oh, like, yeah. on, on the uh, NCCU Sports Network. I, I was a commentator. He was a reporter. 
Uh, we yeah. worked together for football. We went to the celebration bowl for football. Went to the celebration that, that was bowl. that was good. That was a whole blast. That was a whole blast. He, he uh, <laughs> if you uh, Caleb's been on the show before, um, talking about his interaction with Mister uh, Dion Dion Sanders. Yeah, yeah Mr. That's, Sanders. That's uh, crazy. Uh, if you missed that, just go look it's on the Instagram and on the podcast version, all that jazz. But no, uh, I still have the hat that you don't have, and this you know, office. and you stole the hat from me. I didn't steal it. I did not steal yes, it. It was did. given to me. Oh, actually. Well, I lost mine. Yeah. I had it. Yeah, and your hat was orange, actually. My I had, I had, it, I had it for a picture. Yeah. No, my mine was blue. Oh. I, don't, I don't remember what color it was, but it's it's been a while. Well, but I have the hat. You don't. I still have my press pass and all that jazz. That was a good mo- uh, moment now in my career. Enough yeah. of that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Caleb. Uh, and I agree. Me, and you're more than welcome to come back. Time for my quote of the day. Here it is. Come for from the great late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You don't need to see the whole staircase. You just need to take the first step. Hmm. Take that into your life today, and hopefully this show made this uh, your day great, um, and hopefully that quote made your day even better. Uh, I think I love you for listening. Once again, thank you to Miss Brielle McCadden for coming on the show, and I love you for listening. The action never stops. See you guys next week. The action never stops. Bye-bye.